Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. My name is Blair Zahn, and today we're going to be talking about a very, very highly requested company and one that just took me way too long to finally get to. We're going to be talking about doTERRA. Now, this is a company that I touched on very, very briefly in my MLM history video on my YouTube channel, like almost two years ago at this point, and I touched on it again briefly in the MLM family tree video because doTERRA was founded by some of the Young Living executives. So if you're entering into today's episode thinking that we're just kind of doing a ripoff of a different essential oil MLM, you're not entirely wrong because doTERRA does have a lot of weird similarities with Young Living, which we will more than get into today. But doTERRA does still have its differences from Young Living and its own issues. Plus it's been a while since I've talked about any essential oils MLM anyway. So let's dive into it and get started with their very shady company history. So as per usual, when we're gonna talk about any company whatsoever, we have to get to the bare bones and find out where they started and why they started. So let's take a look at doTERRA's website and see why they started and how their beginnings were formed, according to them. So according to doTERRA's website, it was founded in 2008. doTERRA's mission from the beginning was to share the highest quality essential oils with the world. Having seen the incredible benefits of using these precious resources, a group of healthcare and business professionals set out to make that mission a reality. They formed a company and named it doTERRA, a Latin derivative meaning gift of the earth. The first hurdle they needed to overcome was to establish a quality standard in an industry that had never had one previously. Gotta love that little jab at Young Living, but anyway, back to this. The doTERRA founders were committed to providing only the purest, highest grade essential oils. This commitment led to the creation of a new standard of quality, CPTG, Certified Pure Therapeutic Grade. Every doTERRA oil is held to the highest possible level of purity. doTERRA means more than gift of the earth. It means wellness, healing, and hope. Now, if you ask me, I bet these executives saw just how much money the higher-ups at Young Living were making and wanted that for themselves, but I'm pretty jaded and might have a bit more of a cynical viewpoint when it comes to oily huns. So let's take a look at the founders and see why they were so committed to these high-grade essential oils. Now, to my surprise, there were a lot of founders involved in doTERRA's inception. There's David Sterling, Emily Wright, David Hill, Corey B. Lindley, Gregory P. Cook, Robert J. Young, and Mark A. Wolfret. You'd think with that many people, one of them would take a step back and say, hey, maybe we should rethink this business model, but no. Because so many of them had prior experience at Young Living, they knew they could be earning big bucks at the top of this newly formed little MLM, and they obviously went for it. One source reinterprets their story, framing it in a different perspective. Whereas doTERRA says they wanted to, in a most professional manner, partner with major hospitals, doctors, and scientists to provide a compelling authentication to their oils. There's another way to see this. It's also just as likely that they rather use credible third parties to appear authentic because their founders have no medical or scientific credibility themselves. Then, whereas doTERRA claims that their products took off because product enthusiasts immediately recognized the superior quality, 
One could argue that their first oil blends took off because they were the top sellers at Young Living. So the founders here knew which oils would be best sellers already, and they put a massive focus on marketing it instead of just the oils themselves. The same source also claims that doTERRA wasn't just designed to compete with Young Living, but to attack them directly. They say, by mimicking Young Living's business model, doTERRA's products are sold through independent product consultants who are trained and indoctrinated from the onset to disparage Young Living, to provide misinformation about its products and to attack the characters of the very person who trained the founders of doTERRA for years as his most trusted employees. Now, don't start feeling bad for anyone at Young Living. They deserve whatever bad news they get. All this is to simply say that doTERRA ripped them off and it seems like their company was all about money from the start without any goals or customer care in mind. I mean, they have a single oil of basil for $30. So if that just doesn't reaffirm how money hungry they are, I'm not exactly sure what does. I'm pretty sure I could buy enough actual basil to last me a year for that much money. And this tiny little bottle of lavender that they sell on their website will go for $20 when plant therapy sells for less than $10. Now, I'm also not saying go buy from plant therapy because it's cheaper, but they've done some good charity work and they're far cheaper. So it seems like it's a much more affordable alternative than to this MLM model. But now that we've got the basics of understanding about their history, why they were even formed, um, let's get into the evidence of them being a garbage company and a pyramid scheme. So let the lawsuits begin. Now, just after five years when they were founded, doTERRA had its very first lawsuit. And I know that's not really a record for MLMs. We've most certainly had lawsuits within a five-year period. So I'll give them a hand for getting into trouble impressively quick, although not as great as some of the other records we've seen. Unsurprisingly though, their battle was actually with Young Living and how they felt that doTERRA had stolen their trade secrets. And that honestly doesn't sound super far-fetched given everything we've heard so far. Here's what was said according to the Salt Lake Tribune. Two Utah companies that sell therapeutic oils with purported healthy properties are suing each other, alleging the theft of trade secrets, faked lab tests, false advertising, and pure products contaminated with unnatural substances. Young Living Essential Oils of Lehigh and upstart competitor doTERRA of Orem have filed dueling lawsuits in state and federal courts, setting up an intense legal battle between companies that take in tens of millions of dollars in annual revenues from the sale of rival product. Even though this is a doTERRA video and not a Young Living one, you're undoubtedly going to hear a bit about Young Living today because the two are so intertwined. Now, this will not be the only source I refer to that lumps the two together. So it's kind of like killing two birds with one stone kind of situation here, but it either like discredits both of them or talks about the legal issues between them. But essentially these two are going to be intertwined for most of the video. However, it certainly seems like doTERRA is simply a knockoff of Young Living and Young Living has also been far from innocent in this too. doTERRA even accused them of falsifying evidence. So let's go back to the article. doTERRA and its parent company, Thrive Holdings, shot back last month with a federal court lawsuit. It alleges employees and officers of Young Living created a false sample of a doTERRA product spiked with a chemical additive and then posted the result of a lab test showing the combination on a website right before its distributor convention in Salt Lake City. The altered lab report in essence accused doTERRA of adding substances to its peppermint oil that causes death, the lawsuit says. 
A day after the doTERRA lawsuit was filed, Young Living came back with its own federal lawsuit that alleges an independent French factory had tested doTERRA oils and found various contaminants. The complaint accuses doTERRA of falsely advertising the pureness of its products in order to capture business from Young Living and lure away distributors. Stephen Quessenberry, a Provo lawyer with Durham, Jones, and Pingar, who represents doTERRA, denies any contamination in the company's products and pointed to the timing of the lawsuit and the use of its testing laboratory outside the United States. It's interesting, the day after they get hit with this very factual and detailed lawsuit, they turn around and file this very retaliatory slapback lawsuit based on this foreign lab, he said. And again, to make this incredibly clear, I have no pity for either company. They both suck. And if anything, I think they're both wrong and they're both messed up for playing these petty reindeer games. I do still feel like doTERRA is a clone of Young Living, but Young Living was so desperate to prove this that they went about it like the worst way you could possibly do this. In fact, years later in 2018, doTERRA actually did win this battle and Young Living had to pay almost $2 million for doTERRA's legal fees. One source said, the case spanned five years with claims that doTERRA stole trade secrets and poached from Young Living's independent distributors. Those allegations were dismissed in June, 2014 based on the claims being filed too late. The lawsuit also alleged former Young Living employees retained company property, including computers and documents that they may have included confidential trade secrets. Young Living argued there was a doTERRA business plan a former employee had saved on his laptop before he left the company, but a forensic review of the device showed Young Living had known about the business plan in 2009 and tampered with the computer. Young Living had seen the hard drive. It had been in constant possession of it for years, Johnson wrote. Yet it still offered up the red herring that the hard drive was an external drive which had been recently discovered. So I feel like Young Living and doTERRA are always just going to be at war with one another to some extent. The majority of essential oils sold in the US comes from two companies. Both of them claim to be the largest seller of essential oils in the world. They've got more than 3 million customers apiece, a billion dollars in annual sales and armies of Hanbots at their disposal. The New Yorker also adds, representatives of both doTERRA and Young Living like to highlight the medical benefits of their products. There are literally thousands of studies on the benefits of essential oils, Hill said. In fact, there have been very few large scale peer reviewed studies of essential oils use on humans and their conclusions have been relatively modest. So what are these medical benefits you might ask? Because I too am quite curious because every time we talk about essential oils and multi-level marketing, we hear some just incredible things, shall we say? Well, I hope you find the list as entertaining as I did because that's exactly what we're getting into now. Just like what we've seen with Young Living claim that their oils can cure cancer, doTERRA, like with everything else, followed right along in Young Living's footsteps. Truth in Advertising lists a ton of examples from different distributors, some ranging from absolutely ludicrous to genuinely worrying. One woman looks like she had a page called Empowered by Oils for Life and called herself a wellness advocate. Her post read, PTSD treated naturally. What? Thank God for doTERRA. This is an amazing testimony of one man's triumph of overcoming PTSD. Wow, what an incredible story of hope and perseverance. 
Her post also shows a gigantic stack of pill bottles next to a photo of a few doTERRA essential oils with the caption, what would you choose? And don't get me wrong, I don't wanna be on 15 different fucking medications at a time if I don't have to be. I don't think anyone would really willingly choose that either, but it's an absolute insult to anyone going through anything, any kind of mental or physical illness. And to say that if you just sniff a bunch of lavender oil, their clinically diagnosed PTSD, depression, or whatever type of ailment will just go away. I'm pretty sure, like 99.99999% sure that that's not how that works. If aromatherapy helps someone, that is fantastic. If that makes you feel a little better or a little calmer at the end of the day, that's groovy. But these claims are nothing shy of irresponsible. Scrolling through these examples on truth and advertising, we also see distributors say that their daughter's epilepsy and seizures were now 100% in control with frankincense oil. One woman said it's effective against Alzheimer's and another said it empowers children and eliminates the need for antibiotics. So hopefully I don't have to explain to anyone listening why this is beyond irresponsible because this should be abundantly clear. You cannot claim that this cures epilepsy, okay? Like for fuck's sake, it's another problem that I have with so many of these distributors being severely underqualified to do pretty much anything, let alone sell oils. Maybe they just don't know. Maybe they just don't give a fuck. Maybe they just don't understand the rules of marketing, but it doesn't matter. You cannot make these claims. Making these types of claims isn't just scummy and dishonest though, because it's also illegal. As the New Yorker explained, in September, 2014, the FDA sent a sternly worded letter to doTERRA scolding the company for distributors claims about oils and conditions, including cancer, brain injury, autism, Alzheimer's disease, and ADHD. The agency cited a tweet by a doTERRA consultant using the handle Mrs. Skinny Medic that listed oils that could prevent you contracting the Ebola virus and a Pinterest post by Wellness Empress that recommended peppermint oil for asthma, autism, bacterial infections, and brain injury. A few weeks later, federal agents appeared at doTERRA's Utah headquarters and began examining the company's files. It's always fun when the FDA shows up on your doorstep, Hill said, and they walk into your office and say things like, Dr. Hill, are you personally culpable for every single person using these oils? These were scary moments. doTERRA instituted a 50-person compliance team to scour social media posts looking for non-compliant language and hosted weekly conference calls, helping distributors translate their stories into acceptable language. We have a whole team using very sophisticated software whose whole job is to systematically go through and look for potential claims like frankincense and cancer or doTERRA lavender ambien. Kirk Jowers, the doTERRA vice president told me, anything suspect that goes up, we try to get it down within 24 hours and we're very effective. But although doTERRA supplies educational materials to its wellness advocates, there are no requirements that they review or distribute them. The multi-levels have the whole aromatherapy community worried, Peter Holmes, the author of the textbook Aromatica told me. Both doTERRA and Young Living encourage consumers to drink certain oils, a position that's controversial, even among alternative health practitioners. Holmes said that while he is unaware of the practices of specific companies, you hear about completely untrained housewives telling people to ingest up to 50 drops. That is sheer insanity. That is medically dangerous. It's a crazy situation. Now, again, 
I don't think any of us here who've been around on the channel, the podcast for a while, I don't think anyone here is surprised to hear something like this. It's basically on par for the course with these essential oil MLMs. But as many articles say, this isn't just a matter of distributors lying, but also giving false hope to families that are desperate. They play on the emotions of confused and vulnerable parents too. Mother Jones told one story of Cheryl Walsher, a young mother whose son Ethan was diagnosed with autism. She recalled being alone and ashamed, believing she had done something to cause it without any idea how to fix it. Cheryl explains that while some treatments helped, a lot of the process was trial and error. While I do feel badly for her, I can only imagine how lost Cheryl must have felt. In some previous videos I've made on the YouTube channel about autism, specifically like Autism Speaks and also the three-part series on Andrew Wakefield, it's extremely frustrating to see parents blame vaccines for their child's autism or treat autism like it's some sort of disease, like they have leprosy or something. But here we see Cheryl trying to do right by her child and understanding how to best help him. So I don't want anyone to get upset with her for being manipulated. It's one of the things Hunbots do best. Here's how Mother Jones puts it. When Ethan was five, a friend invited her to an evening class she taught about so-called essential oils made by a Utah-based company called doTERRA. The friend thought the oils could help Ethan. Walser attended and was intrigued by the little vials with romantic herbal names. Vetiver, Roman chamomile, frankincense, extracted and distilled from aromatic plants. Each oil had a unique aroma that could help with specific physical and psychological problems, her friend explained. Some people applied them directly onto their bodies like perfumes. Others used electronic diffusers to scent entire rooms. At the end of the class, Walser asked her friend which oil she should try. She told me, think of your boy and hold this oil. And if your heart says, get this oil, you should get it. Walser finally settled on a $150 starter kit plus two sample vials of Balance, a proprietary blend that according to the promotional material promotes tranquility while bringing harmony to the mind and body and balance to the emotions. That night, Walser crept into Ethan's room and rubbed the oil on her sleeping son's feet. He woke up and Walser explained what she was doing and gave him the bottle to smell. Mommy, I need this, he said. Over the next few weeks, Walser noticed improvements in her son's behavior, so she began to experiment with other oils. As she delved deeper into doTERRA, she developed feelings of expertise. I definitely felt some sense of empowerment that I knew exactly what to do with it, she recalls. Soon, she signed up with doTERRA and began selling the oils to others. Just one problem. There's little published scientific evidence on the effects of doTERRA's oils or any essential oils on people with autism. These products indeed are not regulated and the company requires its salespeople to spend at least $100 a month on doTERRA's products in order to qualify for sales commissions. This sort of anecdotal marketing worries Jeremy Venstra Vanderweel, an autism specialist and professor of psychiatry at Columbia University's medical school. People sharing their own stories, that does not really tell us much about whether a treatment works, he says. In fact, there's no biological plausibility for how an essential oil would improve autism symptoms. Again, I really, really, really cannot blame Cheryl for being manipulated into trying the essential oils in the first place. But what I do blame are these Hunbots and by proxy the company for putting on blinders and assuming that this over anything else has to be what's working for them. So long as Cheryl was still taking Ethan to the doctors, it doesn't seem more likely that one of their medical recommendations was sticking than the scent of balance in his room. 
Or isn't it more likely that this could be a placebo effect for her, given that there's again, no biological plausibility for how an oil could aid or treat autism? The article continues to explain that child development and progress is uneven. So if a nonverbal child begins talking a few days after a treatment with essential oils, parents are tempted to connect those events. But Jeremy Veenstra van der Weel points out that autism is incredibly complex. Assessing treatments can be difficult and rarely does any single treatment yield major improvements. It's disappointing that even with all this evidence and research and explanation, people like Cheryl will hold on to anything that tells them that they've found some kind of solution. However, as frustrating as these claims make me, and seriously, I could really go off all day and all night about how irresponsible this is, we have got to move on because we're far from done here. Now, doTERRA also has lots of issues with their distributors, both in how they treat them, being an MLM obviously, and how their distributors treat others. Let's start with the Hunbots themselves, then work our way up. One somewhat recent claim that began circulating thanks to doTERRA distributors was that essential oils would clear California fire smoke out of your lungs. And I just, I seriously can't with these people. Another Mother Jones article from 2017 says the following about this situation. Here in Northern California, some of the most destructive wildfires in the state's history are ravaging our iconic wine country and surrounding area. Smoke from the fires has spread far beyond the danger zone. The air quality in the Bay Area hit record lows in the past few days, sending residents scouring the internet for masks and air filters. Earlier this week, someone in a local listserv I'm on asked about protection from the smoke. Another person responded that essential oils can help cleanse the air. She recommended a blend from a company called doTERRA. Really, I thought. Then I did a quick Facebook search and found dozens of posts by people peddling doTERRA oils making similar claims. And sure enough, doTERRA distributors use the California wildfires as an excuse to try and peddle their product called Breathe, which if that just isn't one of the most insensitive and defensive things they can do, I don't know. Oh, wait, that's because it's not. You remember what's been happening all this year? COVID, coronavirus? (laughs) Yeah, we're not done. Surprise, surprise, they did the exact same thing three years later when it came to COVID. Even CNBC picked up on this story with an article entitled, multi-level marketing sellers are using coronavirus to push oils and vitamin sales on Facebook. Now, by no means was doTERRA the only MLM doing this or anything, but today is a doTERRA video. So let's get into what claims their downlines have made that exploited the hell out of this pandemic. Posts found by CNBC show oils for sale that contain language such as the most powerful antivirus essential oils to provide defense against coronavirus with ingredients such as basil, bergamot, juniper berry, clove bud, and more. Another post says, looking to stay healthy in this coronavirus scare time? Well, one of my absolutely favorite ways to stay healthy is doTERRA's lifelong vitality vitamins. Even though I'm pretty sure most of us watching know that this is garbage science, The fact that even the International Federation of Aromatherapists say that any claims about treating COVID with essential oils need to be viewed as speculation, that should tell you something. Treating these oils as a cure-all, whether it's because of fires or COVID is dangerous and ridiculous. If it were one or two distributors saying this, I might roll my eyes and leave it there as some, you know, weird case. But there's enough of a pattern here to warrant places like CNBC commenting on it. 
These types of MLMs are just ripe for misinformation and fooling desperate people. That's why I feel very comfortable calling MLMs like this a scam because of how poorly they handle things time and time and time again. I mean, the fact that doTERRA had a data breach in 2016, which, ooh, many of you may not know about that because they tried to hide that one. But what happened in 2016 was this. They had a data breach in 2016, resulting in customers' social security numbers, date of birth, and addresses being shared. And it almost doesn't feel like it's worth mentioning next to all these things. Like how bad all the other shit is, like just add this one on top. Like, oh, by the way, your social security number, if you gave it to doTERRA before 2016, uh, chances are it got leaked. A data breach does suck, but it almost pales in comparison next to the purposeful spread of misinformation just to push a fucking stinky oil. But we are still not done here because if you were angry before and if you're angry now, just wait, cause it's getting better because doTERRA has a charity. In 2012, doTERRA founded the Healing Hands Foundation, and there's not that much information about them. I'm sure it's pretty similar to the unique charity we've looked at in the past. It's a very small nonprofit that exists more so to convince customers that their purchases are going to a good cause rather than doing any actual good. Here's what a 2016 Daily Herald article had to say about them. As part of the doTERRA Healing Hands Foundation and in partnership with Choice Humanitarian, doTERRA distributors and staff recently traveled to Guatemala and Nepal. Those areas are two of the places the company sources ingredients for its essential oils. And the work crew went there to help install vented brick stoves for families who are far from modern amenities, like metal ovens, glass topped stove tops, and microwaves. According to doTERRA officials, in countries like Guatemala, families use three stone fires, open fires built in the middle of three stones with a metal plate laid on top as a cooking surface. These open pits are located inside homes with no chimney or venting. Nearly 3 billion people in these developing countries are exposed to pollution from the inefficient stoves and open flames used to cook food. Most of the homes are one room huts with a dirt floor and a grass or tin roof. The smoke from the open fire pit would just fill the home and hang around inside, said Tammy Pack, doTERRA Healing Hands Foundation Director. You're in it, you're breathing it. The families are there and the little ones are there and you're worrying about them falling in. The project, while a life-changing value for Guatemalan families, was also a cherished experience for the doTERRA workers who paid their own way for the opportunity. It took me by surprise how much hard work we performed there, but it made it more memorable because we work so hard, said Kristen Jowers, wife of Kirk Jowers, the vice president of corporate relations at doTERRA. And this sounds informative, right? Like, hey, maybe doTERRA actually did some good and really helped these people. Well, it turns out it unfortunately didn't last long. And unfortunately, what Healing Hands did next really makes their actions in Guatemala feel like they were for show or hollow. Because only a year later, during Hurricane Harvey, Healing Hands began collecting donations. They promised to send hygiene packs to Dallas to aid evacuees. But according to my source, after collecting donations for one week, doTERRA said that because of weather conditions in Houston, they could not deliver the shipments on time. A $100 donation provides four 48-hour hygiene packs, which are composed of a towel, toothbrush, and various samples of their products. Initially vague about the mechanics of the effort, the doTERRA Healing Hands Foundation Facebook page quickly filled with people who both criticized the cost of the kits and argued that hurricane victims had more pressing needs than samples of essential oils. 
So just to be clear from this article, for a $100 donation to the Healing Hands Foundation, doTERRA sent a towel, a toothbrush, and sample products of their oils. I know I shouldn't be surprised that an MLM has tried to profit off a tragedy, but does this really, like, does this make any sense to anybody? Like they sent essential oils to hurricane victims. Like why, why would they do that? Did they think that like, oh, if you smell these oils, it will make you feel less bad about your town and your home being flooded and ultimately destroyed. The point I'm trying to make isn't even that essential oils are 100% useless. Don't get me wrong. It's great when my house smells amazing and I recently discovered some candles with the wooden wicks in them that sound like a little fire crackling. Love those things, amazing. Our sense of smell is underrated and I'm absolutely open to hearing studies about the benefits of essential oils, real studies, not fake ones, by the way, just for anyone who thinks they're gonna just send me some really weird slanted shit. I'm sure they have a benefit, but sending them to hurricane victims is really tone deaf. Now, here's the thing. There are some studies that are actually starting to show some of the benefits of essential oils. Here's what an article from John Hopkins Medicine said about it. Results of lab studies are promising. One at John Hopkins found that certain essential oils could kill a type of Lyme bacteria better than antibiotics, but results in human clinical trials are mixed. Some studies indicate that there's a benefit to using essential oils while others show no improvement in symptoms. Clinical trials have looked at whether essential oils can alleviate conditions such as anxiety, depression, nausea, insomnia, low appetite, and dry mouth. So don't leave this video thinking I hate essential oils. I I don't. I hate an MLM business model, and I hate when people have to lie about products in order to sell them. And companies like doTERRA are really what help give essential oils an absolutely horrific reputation, even if some of them do smell good. If Hunbots were just posting to Facebook about how people should get lavender because it's been shown to alleviate depression in some case studies, I probably wouldn't be as upset. Like, sure, I'd still criticize them that they're an MLM with overpriced oils, but I wouldn't be upset that they were blatantly misleading customers. And you know, saying that their oils cure cancer. However, now that we've talked about their history, the lawsuits, and some of the ridiculous claims, we're going to answer one last question about doTERRA. Can you actually make any money selling it? The short answer is no. So thanks for coming to my channel. See you guys in the next one. No, I'm just kidding. We gotta go through the numbers. You guys know I'm not gonna leave you hanging like that. But seriously, even though doTERRA seems to focus on their leader's income and the earning statements and the ranks that they put out there, their income disclosure statements tell a completely different and really sad story. The disclosure statement includes that most advocates, a little over 63% of all advocates, do not make any money selling doTERRA. Entry-level wellness advocates account the bulk, 76% of the company's advocates. Only 16% of those entry-level advocates make any money at all. The advocates who did make money on average made about $376 a year. This average doesn't take into account the people who lost money, remember to subtract those costs, or broke even. The next level, builders, account for 23% of all US advocates. Leaders make up around 1%. These levels account for the most profitable ranks and doTERRA describes them as requiring significant part or full-time investment. Very few advocates reach these ranks. 
There's even sites out there like Justice Catalyst that call for anyone who lost money in doTERRA to reach out to them. And the finance guy who says that the cost to remain active is $100 a month alone, more than what most of these distributors actually make in a year. These wellness distributors aren't doTERRA salespeople. They're the customers, and that's the case with most MLMs we've seen. And it will continue to be the case so long as MLMs continue to use this messed up pyramid scheme type business model. But with all of that being said, that's where today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays is going to end. I hope you enjoyed this newest episode. If you want to catch up on other things from me, projects I'm working on, or the YouTube channel, links for everything will be down below. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts from Spotify, Apple, Google, and so on. Love you guys, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Darkness takes me away.